being intentional about being in a relationship, right? It, that's what that's how I perceive what you're saying, and and I feel like for me, like I'm overly intentional when entering a relationship. Like I, I overanalyze and I I think through things so much um, from A through Z, and it sometimes hinders me from wanting to be in the relationship because I've already kind of painted the narrative of what it look, will look like. another episode of Dear Men. This one is a totally original. This is person talk. Welcome <laughs> to talk, everyone. <laughs> person talk. Person talk. <laughs> Mixed company. Um, but I'm glad that we're doing it this way because I think this topic is relevant to everyone. And I'm curious to hear how it goes and whether there are any differences between, you know, the male and female body persons present. The topic today is, uh, how do you know when you're ready for relationship? How do you know when you're ready for relationship? And this is a really interesting topic that I'm excited to delve into and also interested in other people's feedback on. So uh, let's start just normally going around saying our names or whatever we'd like to be called for this podcast episode and rough age and relationship status, zero to 10. I will start. My name is Celeste. Just kidding. It's not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Late thirties. And I would say, yeah, like zero. Like I'm like really fucking single right now. My name is Jeff. And I would probably say I am a one because I am in the process of cleaning up a past relationship. I am 29, almost 30. Hey, y'all. My name is Nancy. I am 25, and I'd also rate myself as a one for very similar reasons to Jeff, because I'm in the process of finding closure and processing an old relationship. Perfect. Great. I am not. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> just fucking single. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, let's, let's just go around and answer the question. Do you feel like you're ready for a relationship right now? If not, why not? I'll go first. No, no, I am not. <laughs> I am not ready for a relationship. And the, the short answer is that I was in a relationship for about nine years. I need to learn about what it means to understand myself and to be financially stable, which is I, I'm that for the first time in my life, which is fantastic. I'm super stoked. But I need to live that for a while before I really feel like I can bring other people into my life in a, in a long-term way. Other people meaning specifically a partner. Yeah. I, I would be open to 
to dating and to having fun times with people. But I feel like if someone wanted me to be a committed partner, I wouldn't be ready for that. Yeah. Understood. And so, the, and the reason I'm hearing the reason for that is, would you say primarily the financial stability or? At this time, I'm still like packing up my stuff and moving out of hypothetically moving out of my past relationship to, to a point where I don't really feel like, I don't feel like someone would want to get involved with me at the stage that I'm at. And I wouldn't really want to put another person through me having to clean up my relationship. There's that. And then there's also, I've never, this is the first time I've been single in years and I need to relearn what that means for me before I really am. I don't, I don't want to jump off of one relationship and hop into another one by mistake. Mm. I feel like this is going to be the first time when I understand the ramifications of, of being a committed partner Hmm. because before the first time this past relationship, I started when I was 21 and I'm 29 now. And I feel like I wasn't the person who moved the phases of the relationship forward. And I would like to, with my next relationship, at least do that in tandem. That would make me feel really happy. I and see. I feel like I'm not ready to do that yet. I need to know more about what I want. Yeah. So you, you want to kind of be more clear about who you are and what you want. Yeah. Before. So, so part of why you don't feel ready is you don't necessarily feel like you know who you are and what you want yet. Absolutely. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Yes and no. That's that's a great question that I often ponder and contemplate in my free time. (laughs) And so, exactly. Um, I've done it all summer, summer 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. I don't know if anyone listening gets that reference, but if you've listened to past episodes of Girl Talk, then you'll that I haven't referenced past summers in a really long time. Um, But anyway, to answer the question, yes, I feel ready because I've been single for four years now. And, you know, I don't judge myself at all for being, having been single that long. Um, And during the throughout the last four years um i've you know dated and i've met folks um i just haven't been in a long-term serious committed relationship and so um i feel ready because i i think it's it's very valuable experience that we pick up from being in relationship um especially you know a long-term serious committed relationship and there are things that come up that we just naturally can't experience unless we're in it and actually doing it and it's just a whole nother sphere you know like there's nothing like being in a relationship and and um there's i think the challenges in other aspects of our our life um not that they're not valuable but being in a intimate relationship with someone else just teaches you so 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 much and like um is kind of the most real mirror there is that projects like 
um, habits about yourself and things that you don't necessarily like about yourself that you can, you know, learn from. Um, so in that aspect, yes, I am ready. I'd love to do that. And I'd love to build my life with someone and develop a really deep, meaningful relationship on the other end of the spectrum. No, I don't feel ready because I just, I can pinpoint it to one reason in particular, and that's that I have um, some, obviously some insecurities about myself as we all do. And my biggest insecurity is like perfectionism. So I'm a recovering perfectionist. So I feel like I need to be perfect, especially as it pertains to just I think character and personal development, like I I feel like I'm not there yet. I don't know if I'll ever even be there, um, but I feel like I need to be just the best partner possible. And like, I think in my last relationship, um, I was, I was labeled by my ex-boyfriend as too sensitive and overly emotional. So nowadays when, you know, I, I feel like I lash out or um, I get upset. I feel like, especially in those moments, I feel like I'm not ready for a relationship until I get my emotions under control. Um, so like building, you know, even more emotional intelligence and, um, you know, that's, I can go on and on here, but I'll just wrap by saying, I just, the the reason I can pinpoint as to why I'm not ready for a relationship is because like, I need, I feel the need to like, grow more and develop more as a person and it's less about you know what what, uh, Jeff talked about around um financial you know standing or um knowing myself or knowing what I want I, I I think I do know what I want and um I think like I'm in a stable place in my job and my work and and my finances where I can focus and and put attention on a partner and be able to develop um, so it's for kind of other reasons, i.e. personal development, character development. Yeah, thanks for speaking to that. And I, um, I'm sorry that happened to you. I don't, I don't really, it doesn't feel good. The, the overly sensitive um, and overly emotional part doesn't, doesn't feel so good to hear that someone told you that. Um, and I, and I'm glad, and I'm glad that you said it. Cause I think that's particularly common for women to be told, like you're being too emotional or you're being too sensitive when sometimes I think the person saying that what it means is I don't really want to deal with your emotion, yeah. right? Which isn't really this, which isn't the same thing as you're too emotional. It's more like, I feel uncomfortable that you're upset, right? right. Like oh, it's my fault that you're angry and I don't want to face that. So I will shame you for being emotional. And that right. doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. So I just wanted to say, I'm sorry that that happened. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, the truth is like, if we exorcise, meaning like cut out our emotions, you know, you can't cut out the bad ones without cutting out the good ones. <laughs> like for someone to say right. really emotional, I think what that often means is I wish you would never get upset about anything. I wish that you never got angry or sad. It's mm-hmm. like, they don't, they're not saying you're too emotional when you're joyful. <laughs> like, they're not, yeah. it's like a specific thing that we, I don't know, have labeled. Yeah. So anyways, thank you for speaking to that. And I'm sorry that that happened. 
Yeah, thank you. And I know now that it's exactly the reality of the situation, exactly what you said, which is that, you know, my ex-boyfriend at the time wasn't, didn't feel comfortable with his own emotions, right? He didn't know himself enough to like, to understand and embrace his emotions. So I understand that it was a projection looking back now. Um, but obviously, you know, those, I am still triggered and there, that trauma still lives with me and I'm still working through that. So. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. As, I mean, especially since it's coming up as a reason that like what I heard in that was like, I need to be like, better emotionally to be in a relationship like something about me needs to change so that I'm more uh I don't know what the word is like um stable or like um you know not volatile so that I can be you know in a in a relationship right exactly and that is um that you have to deal with each partner's communication style that was a big problem with my relationship is that I didn't understand how to communicate with her sometimes and she didn't understand how to communicate with me sometimes and the ways that we would react and respond would uh, create a negative spiral can you be more specific so we would have an argument about something and my manner of reacting would be to get triggered, to want to leave the situation, calm down, come back. Her response would be to get triggered and want to resolve the problem right then and there. And so my desire to leave the space to her felt like retreating and avoidance. And to me, it felt like taking care of myself. And if someone doesn't allow me to retreat and calm down and come back when I feel safe and stable, then I'm being attacked. And those things didn't go well together. And I didn't really understand that that was going to be our dynamic until, until after we had been in the relationship for quite some time because we really didn't have any significant problems probably for about two, maybe three years, at least in my judgment. And maybe I missed things. Like That's totally possible. I was pretty young. But that's one of the things that I come back to when I think of oh, I'm not ready yet, is I want to know more about how I communicate and how I can moderate myself so that I can be easier, more easily understood by my partner and so that we can resolve things together. Well said. Yeah, I appreciate that kind of um, insight. And also it's it actually sounds similar to Nance in terms of like, oh, I need to work, work on myself so that I can be a better partner in the future kind of thing. Like maybe I'm not ready because I don't feel confident that I know how to do that yet. Like that I don't have that relationship skill developed yet. Right. Yeah. I could see that. It's sometimes how I feel. Um, I also, I feel like there's a, a certain separation, like of, of space and time that needs to happen to where I settle back into the areas that I feel confident because sometimes I felt like the things that I would look upon myself with joy my partner would not like as much. And when those things are spoken down, when those qualities are, are, are disregarded many times, then I would do my best to preserve my strength, but that doesn't always happen. 
And so there were some things that I was, I guess, I felt attacked about and uh, having to relearn that those things are things that I can share again has been a challenge. Mm. But it's been a challenge that I've been happy to go through because I'm realizing what it means to be an individual and to be happy again. Mm. I feel a little sad hearing that, like what it means to be happy again. Like I'm like, oh, that's that means you weren't happy for like a long time. And yeah, yeah, Yeah. I feel sad hearing that. So thank you for sharing. Um, so I also don't really feel ready. I guess I would probably answer the way that Nance did of like, yes and no. Um, and I like the little triad that we make here because, so I would say like, yes, I feel ready. And that I feel like I know myself well, I feel like I've developed enough relationship skills by this point that of course it's still going to be challenging. Of course there's still attachment wounding. Of course I'm going to want to die sometimes because I'm going to feel so incredibly hurt. Like that's part of relationship. But I also feel like I've had enough repair conversations with people at this point that I'm like fairly skilled, skilled enough to be in a relationship where I feel like, okay, yeah, I could do this and be seen and feel like I can see the other person Um, so in that way, I feel ready. Um, I don't feel ready because I have a lot of credit card debt and I don't feel like on my own two feet standing up straight being like, I've got a plan for this. Like, this is how much I make. This is how much I'm paying off. I'm working on developing that now. And, but the, but financial security, stability, and career has been like, one of the biggest things I've worked on in in my life. And I feel like I'm not quote unquote there yet in terms of that. And I feel like this is a good sort of discussion point because I think generally it's sort of like, we think of like, want to go after purpose, that purpose is really important. And that for the feminine love is more important or most important if you look at like the rankings. But I, I think it's more complicated than that. Obviously, it's obviously it's more complicated than that. But I really feel like for me, like, for example, whenever I've gone to see like a psychic or someone of that, you know, ilk, I'm never the girl that's like, tell me about my man. Like, when am I going to meet my man? Like, what's happening in my relationship life? Like, I'm never that person. I'm always like, let's talk about money and let's talk about purpose. Like, I want to know about my career. Like, you know, why hasn't this like flowed for me in a way? Like, what's coming up for me? Just that's always been what I ask about. So for me, I think, um, Nancy brought up perfectionism and this is something I wanted to talk about in terms of this topic, because obviously it's never going to be perfect and people meet people all the time. And like most Americans have credit card debt, but the way that I feel is like, I want to feel like I'm on my own two feet when I meet my man, you know, like I want to feel confident and I want to feel like, not perfect necessarily, but I do want to feel stable and I want to feel like, yeah, I'm, I don't know, like adulting well, like I'm, I'm adulting well, I'm, you know, handling my shit. Like I'm ready to create a life with someone. Like I'm prepared. Do you want to be reliant? Yeah. Well, at least in a financial way on your partner. Honestly, I hadn't even thought of that as a possibility. Like the idea that I would meet someone and he would like help support me is completely beyond my comprehension. (laughs) That didn't even occur to me as like a thing that could happen. Um, And I would feel, I think the truth is 
that would make me feel really unsafe. I would feel really uncomfortable actually depending on my partner financially because I would feel like then I owe him. Right. It would make a really weird power dynamic. It would make a weird power dynamic. And I would feel like I didn't come to this relationship as an adult. Like I can't, like I came at like, I don't know, like a kid or like some kind of like person to be rescued. I don't really know, but I, I definitely don't want that. I would like to be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. Like I make enough and not even necessarily that I'm completely, let's say debt free, but like, here's my plan and it's working. And like, you know, I'm going to be doing this over the next three to five years. And like, like, here's my plan. And it's, and I'm, I'm, it's working. Um, but I don't know guys, like, like open discussion time, like, you know, plenty of people get into relationships who are less prepared, you know, in a way than what we're talking about. So what, you know, like, I don't know, like, I mean, in a way it's sort of, I feel like there's a way that it's appropriate in terms of like, like, uh, I feel like, like in your circumstance, Jeff, it, that, what, what I hear in that feels responsible. Like I was in a long-term relationship. Maybe I lost myself a little bit. I know I have things to work on in terms of relationship dynamics. And also like, I need to know who I am. I need to know who I am and what I want and like live independently for a while to really feel like I'm, I don't know, really my own person. That experience that you were talking about, about entering a relationship with uh, power dynamics that were unequal, that, that was my relationship. Um, I was young. I was involved with someone who was older than me and had more financial resources than me. And I didn't really come into my own until realistically the relationship was effectively over. I mean, effectively meaning we were already on a downward trend and I didn't have the mental tools and time and I had maybe not time. That's the right word, but the, I didn't have the, the trust in the relationship anymore to be willing to go through the pain of repairing it. And instead I chose to drown myself in work and that drowning myself in work is what led me to this place of being financially independent for the first time, which I'm happy about, but I'm also on the, on the contrary to that side, I'm sad that that's what it took for me to be on my own again, I guess, or able to, to keep my own and to support in whatever capacity I'm ready to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say like, like, I guess this is a question for the group too, is like, do you have a sense of like, when you'll know you are ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Nance, will it be when you no longer no I'm just kidding but like do you have a sense of a time that you have have felt genuinely ready for relationship in the past or do you have a sense now of like oh once I hit such and such milestone then I'll know that I'm ready or do you think that readiness is an illusion I think it'll be summer of 2020 <laughs> and everything will make sense in retrospect I'll have 2020 vision um just kidding. 
You know, I don't, I don't think that when it happens, if it happens, I don't know. If it's gonna happen, but I think when it does happen, if it happens, it's just going to happen whether or not I feel ready. And I'm just going to have to adjust to the circumstances, you know, because like when it's there, um, I don't know. I don't, have I ever felt ready? No, not really. Like even when I was in my last serious relationship, I, I don't remember being like, I'm ready. <laughs> you know? Like I think it just kind of happens and, and you, um, you do what you kind of need to. And, and I don't think that my beliefs around not being ready or not feeling ready to be in a relationship are valid. Like, I mean, I know my feelings are valid, but like, I think like rationally, um, you know, I could very much adapt to a relationship right now if I felt convicted enough about the relationship and about the person um, that I was seeing or potentially dating. Um, I think, again, I'm like a recovering perfectionist. So, you know, I'm, I'm striving to create this perfect relationship and striving to be this perfect person when that is not going to happen ever, you know, and, and I need to be able to come to, uh, I don't know, um, face that and come to the reality that that's not going to happen. Um, and that I'm good enough, you know, like I'm good enough. I'm more than enough where I am right now to be in a relationship if I wanted to. I think this is like the the issue that we're all talking about here, like whether or not we're ready to be in a relationship is very much a hashtag woke millennial issue. <laughs> um, so yeah, does that, does that answer the question? Yeah. I mean, I, I liked what you said about um, worthiness and, you know, the, I don't know the sense of like how much is readiness related to worthiness. I don't know. I think there's something profound there because I, I don't have the answer about what, you know, I don't know what, whether those are like totally equated or anything, but I do, I do think there's some sense of like perfectionism, at least in, in my case, that is, um, not valid, meaning like, of course, you know, people, people have debt, like it's part of life, you know, whatever. But then there's this other part that's sort of like, I kind of want to protect my partner from my pain, which is sort of like, and what I mean by that is like, this is a part of my life that I haven't figured out yet. And it causes me great stress and anxiety and angst. And I don't really want to bring that to a partner all the time. You know, like, I don't want you to like, it's sort of like, uh, in a way, I think it's a generous, like as like in the spirit of generosity, you know, not exactly in the same way, but like what you said, Nance of like, I want to make sure that I have a handle on my emotions, that I can be in a relationship and ensure that I don't attack my partner and that I'm able to communicate without lashing out. Like, I really want that. Like, I want to be generous. I want to be a good partner. And, and for, in my case, I'm like, 
I don't want to bring like this stress and anxiety, like to my partner, I'd rather kind of like figure it out and then have what I deem as like a normal amount of stress and anxiety instead of like an outsized amount. I don't even, I don't even know like about, but you know, but, um, how much of that is realistic? I don't know. I really don't like have the answer to that, but, um, yeah, I, I also kind of appreciated what you said of like, I don't know whether, you know, it wasn't like when you met your ex-boyfriend, you were like, I'm ready. Like, I would say mm-hmm. like when I met the last guy that I dated, seriously, I was definitely not like looking, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't like, right. okay, I'm ready. I want to meet my man. Like, I feel set in the rest of my life. Like, I'm ready. It wasn't like that. It was more like, I met this guy and I thought he was cool. And and I kept being like, Oh, you're actually really cool. Like I would, yes. Like I'm interested in being exclusive with you. Like I'm interested in taking this next step with you. Like it was because of him and and was not my like determination that I am now prepared for relationship. Like bring it on. I've I've heard of people that have done the other way where they're seeking on purpose a partner and going through the actions of going on dating websites etc and they've had great success with that and more power to them i guess the way that i feel about it is that i want to live a quality life on my own for a little bit until i feel happy and, and steady and secure and then whenever that point is continue making sure that i'm taking care of myself and the connections that I make in that period of time, if a partner, if I with more advanced age, I guess in my mind, in my fictitious world, I'm thinking like 34, 36, somewhere in there is the idea that like, maybe I should put this on lockdown in some way. And put this I, on lockdown? Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah, put this on lockdown <laughs> um, in some way and, and be more active about finding a partner. Yeah, I'm glad you spoke to that because I, I the other thing that I wanted to kind of throw out here for other because I've been having this discussion about like readiness with lots of different people and several people um, have also mentioned like not feeling ready because of their own mental health. Like I, you know, like someone that I know has a lot of anxiety and sort of was like, I don't really feel ready because I want to I want to have a better handle on my own mental health. Um, same thing, a similar thing, but it was a depression. Like, you know, I want to, I want to figure this out. Like I want to be in a better place before I bring someone else into my world, right. Like into my intimate world. Um, and yeah, I think it's just important to kind of like name that because I think that's another kind of reason that a lot of people have for not feeling ready. And again, I don't have the answer. Like, I don't know whether that's like quote unquote valid or not. Obviously it's valid for them. But one, one thing that I've noticed is that, um, it's, uh, like can, I think it can, excuse me, can be a bit confusing when we are saying that we want a partner, but not internally feeling ready. Right. Like, like I think it's, it's, uh, I have enjoyed the last week and a half, you know, thinking about this issue for myself and just really kind of coming into alignment with like, it's actually okay that I don't feel ready right now. And it's okay that I don't want a relationship right now. Like, it's okay that we go through seasons of our life 
that are like, okay, I'm in a building phase or I'm, I, you know, I really want like self-care, you know, to me, financial stability and security for me is a form of, of how I want to take care of myself. It's not just, it's not about the outside world or looking a certain way to other people. It's like how I feel internally. Like I want to feel stable. I want to feel like I'm standing on my own two feet. I want to feel that sense of um, safety in the world. And I don't think that's, you know, like wrong or bad. I, I mean, I do think that um, I could also be in a relationship and I don't think it's bad that I don't want to be in a relationship, if that makes sense. Like, it's sort of like, if the love of my, my life walked in the door, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, you have to go away now because I have $30,000 of credit card debt. Like, I'm not going to like turn someone away, but I also feel like it, it's okay sometimes. It's okay yeah. to go through seasons of our lives where it's like, okay, I'm focusing on other things. You know, this isn't my priority. Thoughts? I feel like it's also okay to go through life and maybe you're not experiencing what you feel is ready, but then you find a partner who you really enjoy and they want to go through their stuff with you and you build a life together. And I've seen that as well to great success amongst some of my friends and more power to them. I don't know if I would be that brave, but I like the idea that in partnership, you do your best to help your partner be the person that they want to be. Will they also do the same for you? Mm. And if someone came along into my life at a time where I ostensibly told myself I wasn't ready, I don't think I would turn them away. That would be silly. And I would be happy to, and to go through life and try to figure out myself with that person. Mm. Yeah. I 110% agree with that. And that's actually <laughs> on par with what I was wanting to say um, in response to, you know, this conversation is that I think the purpose of having a partner is building, right? And having someone kind of in your corner, um, hopefully encouraging you to be your best self and helping you get where you want to be. Um, out of, you know, love. And so I think that the what the way that I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here to parts of us that aren't don't feel ready to be in a relationship. And I think that it's the way that we feel is a byproduct of our culture, right? Being um, millennials in America, there's this sense of um, me right and like making sure that uh, that um, like a focus on on the on the self and the individual as opposed to community because I think about my parents and I feel like you know my parents are um, immigrants from Vietnam and they got married pretty young and I feel like I mean I don't know this for sure maybe I can go and ask them this but I a fee, I have a 99.9% certain inclination that neither of them felt ready when they got married and started popping out kids. Um, but they are, you know, in a happy marriage and they've just built so much. Like they came, they immigrated to the U.S. and they built their own businesses and they're entrepreneurs and they kind of pulled themselves up from their bootstraps coming here with, I don't know, a few bucks in their, in their pocket. And so like, 
you know, I think that that for me, I look at them and I, I think like, yeah, they're, they have, I emulate their, or I like really admire their marriage and their relationship. And, and I don't think that either of them felt ready. Um, and so, you know, to play devil's advocate, like, you know, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you really do need to feel ready or if, again, as I mentioned before, you kind of just adjust to your circumstances and you really utilize your partner as an instrument um, to help you grow and be the person that you want to be, to get out of credit card debt, to, um, you know, be more emotionally aware and able to um, kind of better manage your emotions um, to, you know, help you get that job so that you are more financially uh, stable and, and, you know, so on and so forth, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And, you know, there's this word that keeps like hovering around my consciousness in this conversation, which is acceptance. And like, I mean, self-acceptance, but also like, it feels easier in a way for me to accept other people in their unreadiness than it does to accept myself in that. Uh, um, And it feels like, you know, like, for example, I, I have a close friend of mine who was in a relationship with um, a man that she adored and who adored her and he I mean for the entire time that they were together he didn't have his career figured out he didn't have his finances figured out but he was generous and kind and loving and supportive and they had they went on great trips together they built a really strong partnership that was beautiful and I think a central part of her life that, you know, if he'd not done it, cause he wasn't like, if he was like, Oh, I'm going to hold off until I get my career in order. They never would have been together. Like, it, you know, it was like a decade or something that, that, you know, he spent not having quote unquote, having it together. And I would feel sad if I like missed out on partnership because I was like obsessed with being ready. So I think there's, there's kind of that balance of like, acceptance of just like, well, this is life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know exactly how to be in relationship perfectly. I don't exactly know how to express my emotions perfectly. I have debt, like, and it's life, like it's happening. You know what I mean? Like, it's just sort of, I don't know. It's, it's never going to be perfect. Well, if everybody waited for readiness, then I would not be here because my gosh, my parents were not ready. Not by any means. (laughs) Um, and I think that thinking about their circumstance sometimes makes me want to be more prepared. Um, I love my parents dearly, uh, but they they had some difficult relationship dynamics that uh, informed some of the things that I'm still going through. And I would love to not have to impart those difficult things onto uh, the children that I may or may not have. Um, I think that that's a big piece of it. Um, and I would also, oh gosh, I would love to be in a relationship on purpose. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think every relationship that I've gotten into is just because it's been a, a moment where, um, I've had a, a nice fling with someone 
and it's been physical and it's been emotional in the beginning. And then you uh, continue to hang out. And then there's this gray area where the relationship extends into a long-term partnership. But I never, when I was younger, saw that happening and understood what it meant. And I, uh, I would really love to be the person who drove through that the next time. Right. It sounds like you want to be a choice around it. Like yeah. I'm choosing to do this instead of I'm floating around and it's happening and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess now I'm in a yeah. relationship. <laughs> for, for me, it was, it I, I was uh, very much a people pleaser. I wanted my partner to be happy. And if this next step is the thing that would make them happy, then, Hey, maybe you'll be happy there too. Let's go there. And I feel like every time that happened, for the most part, there was lots of positive experiences, but there was also things that I didn't realize were going to be complications that I didn't know how to deal with, or that there was, there was things that became foundational to the relationship that I didn't know were occurring. Um, of course, I was you know, in my own head, and in my past, I've had some, uh, some video game addiction, and so I think that I also shined on a lot of things when I was really young. Um, and so now that I'm past that, it would be great to, to go through with power for my next one. Did you say go through, go, with, go through power? with power for my next relationship? Yes. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Go through with power. I'm like, I'm like into it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go through with power. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think as we start to wrap, um, just curious if, you know, either of you have any advice that you would offer anyone that's listening that's sort of like, I don't know. I still don't feel ready. (laughs) I have no advice. (laughs) I I would happily accept advice. So you can contact me at one. All successful via email. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, I think it's, I think it's all balanced, right? Because Jeff, you were just speaking about being intentional about being in a relationship, right? It's, that's what, that's how I perceive what you're saying. And, and I feel like for me, like I'm overly intentional when entering a relationship, like I, I overanalyze and I, I think through things so much um, from a through Z and it sometimes hinders me from wanting to be in the relationship because I've already kind of painted the narrative of what it look, will look like. And usually um, it's, you know, usually not, not successful. <laughs> um, and so, you know, just finding the balance and, and being intentional and also just kind of going with the flow. Right. And like accepting people for who they are and, and what they are. Um, and what the relationship is, is, is also important. And I just want to speak to Mel's previous point about self-acceptance. And fun, funny enough, I had a conversation with a friend last night over the, over the phone and I was telling her about my most recent kind of fling and how coming out of that relationship, I felt like I wasn't enough. And because, you know, I, cause I lost out, um, there was, uh, there was a, there was a moment, um, or an occasion in which I, I lost out and I wasn't mindful enough to realize that I was doing it in the moment and, and didn't allow myself to kind of step back and take a breather and then rejoin the conversation. And it kind of triggered, you know, um, my obviously insecurity that 
that this is who I am and this is a habit that I'm never going to get rid of. And she was telling me that, you know, like you're, you're more than enough. Like I love X, Y, Z about you. I love that you're really intentional and that you're thoughtful and that you're like so super generous. And basically she was just giving me so much praise and she was, she was um, basically sharing a spontaneous love letter with me. And I think coming out of that conversation just reminded me that it's so important how you talk to yourself and, you know, um, just accept yourself and who you are and talk to yourself as you would a friend, because Mel was talking about how, Mel, you said that um, you're so much more accepting of other people and kind of what they're going through and their unreadiness, their feeling of unreadiness in a relationship whereas you don't necessarily do that for yourself. So if I had to extend a piece of advice to our listeners here on German, it would just be to, um, you know, be kind to yourself and give yourself a break and, and extend self-compassion to yourself as, as you would a friend um, in the areas where you don't feel like you're enough and unready to be in a relationship because you are very worthy and deserving of love. Mm. Yeah. Well said. I think if I were to add anything, um, it would be that there's a balance between acceptance and and growth, and that it I think also is okay for there to be seasons where you're not looking for a relationship. And you're developing. I do think that there's an art to that. You know, yeah. I guess I would say that every relationship is a success, no matter if it's long or short. And that you don't necessarily need a fantastic reason to end a relationship if it's just mediocre, bland or you're medium happy and you want to be extremely happy and you don't see yourself being extremely happy, it's okay to end that relationship. And it might be painful, uh, but going through that pain is worthwhile if you feel that you need to take care of yourself. And uh, you're, at least, I hope, the most important person in your life. And taking care of you is of the utmost importance. Mm. So... Give yourself a big hug and do the things you need to do. Oh, give yourself a big hug and do the things you need to do, guys. This is Dear Man signing off. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note if you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com, www.pleaseherinbed.com, or at my site, melaniecurtain.com, under courses. And have a very sexy day.